welcome to At The Table. Hi everybody, welcome back. This is episode four of At The Table. Thank you for listening. This is a part two podcast episode, so if you haven't listened to our episode three on The Last Supper, make sure you listen to that first as it's a continuation. So for context of things, it might be important to listen to episode three. We're continuing still the story of the Last Supper, focusing on the after bit now, so focusing more on the conversations and looking more into the discussions between the disciples over the betrayals that Jesus shared with them. This is focused from Luke's Gospel, so we'll be looking at Luke 22, verses 23 to 38. And this is just a continuation of us looking at the story of Holy Week as we build up to Jesus' crucifixion and, of course, resurrection. We hope you enjoy listening to our discussions. Please don't forget to comment on our socials and share along with us um, the story and the conversation. The disciples bickered over which of them would be considered the greatest in the kingdom. So childish. It just cracks me up. No, I'm the greatest. (laughs) No, but I'm the one Jesus loved more, so... Maybe it was the other way. Maybe they're like, no, you're the greatest. Oh, (laughs) maybe. (laughs) Oh, stop it, Peter. (laughs) Jesus interrupted their argument, saying... The kings and men of authority in this world rule oppressively over their subjects, claiming that they do it for the good of the people. They are obsessed with how others see them, but this is not your calling. You will lead by a different model. The greatest one among you will live as one called to serve others without honour. The leaders who are served are the most important in your eyes, but in the kingdom it is the servants who lead. Am I not here with you as one who serves you? Because you have stood with me through all my trials and ordeals, I give you your destiny. I am promising you the kingdom realm that the Father has promised me. We will celebrate in this kingdom, and you will feast with me at my table. And each of you will be given a throne, twelve thrones in all, and you will be made rulers on thrones to judge the tribes of Israel. Jesus prophesies Peter's denial. Peter, my dear friend, listen to what I am about to tell you. Satan has obtained permission to come and sift you all like wheat and test your faith. But I have prayed for you, Peter, that you would stay faithful to me no matter what comes. Remember this. After you have turned back to me and have been restored, make it your life mission to strengthen the faith of your brothers. But Lord, Peter replied, I am ready to stand with you to the very end, even if it means prison or death. Jesus looked at him and prophesied, Before the rooster crows in the morning, you will deny three times that you even know me. Then he said to all of them, When I sent you out empty-handed, did you lack anything? Not a thing, they answered. God provided all we needed. Jesus said, But now I say to you, take what you need. If you have money, take it, and a knapsack, and a sword. Danger is imminent, for the prophetic scripture about me, he will be accused of being a criminal, will now come to pass. All that was prophesied of me will be fulfilled. The disciples told him, Lord, we already have two swords. You still don't understand. Mine finishes. They said, Look, Master, two swords. But he said, Enough of that. No more sword talk. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask because I don't really understand the ending of mine. Because even the... You still don't understand. ES- no, I don't. The ESV says, and they said, look, Lord, here are two swords. And he said to them, it is enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is enough. <laughs> That's it. They must have all just been up. <laughs> okay. Okay. Those are so, all so different then. <laughs> You still don't understand. That's completely different. Matthew's Gospel doesn't talk about the discord at all. It only talks about 
Jesus predicting Peter's denial. But also, John talks about Jesus washing the disciples' feet at this bit as well, which the others don't. Oh. Oh. There's a lot more that happens in this story than I ever realised. It's very confusing, isn't it? It's like, it's like we have a film adaptation of a book, and it's a little bit different, but then you've got like three film adaptations of a book, and they're all completely different. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't know which one is the best or which one to follow. They're all just a bit different in their own way. They just seem to be so much crammed into just a couple of hours in an evening. Imagine turning up, having an evening meal, you've had the meal, you've had a discussion about, well, Jesus has stood up and given a toast, then... Then you kind of go off on a bit of a tangent about who's the best, who's going to get, who's going to be the greatest. <laughs> then it goes off about, you know, that thing. Like, what? How do they squeeze all that in before midnight? But then imagine, right, so we've Thank all you. just had dinner together, right, at the table. Yeah. And we spent a couple of hours talking. Now imagine we all went home and wrote about our evening. Oh, we should do We that. would all write something a bit different, wouldn't we? We'd oh, all we remember different things. We'd all have heard different things. Or one of us went to the toilet, would have missed something. We yeah. should actually do that we one time. We should actually do that. And we should all like go and write just a paragraph about the evening and see like who remembers what. How cool would that be? We should do that. Because that's what these are, isn't it? Yeah, we it? should do yeah. that. About, and we'll post it on social media. Oh, yeah, okay. During the week. Uh, because, the, like, yeah, you know, like, yeah, I was cool. saying the week yeah. before how one of them is more descriptive. Well, that will be me because I'm... Wow, that's two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't know Yours will be well long. Mine yeah. will be like two lines. <laughs> yeah, mine will be a sentence. Oh, that'd be really interesting. Disciples. That's such a great mind. What, I don't know why the other eight didn't bother trying. But um, four of them have written their well, accounts. They, have, they did write, the, they just weren't included in them. Didn't make the cut. Fair yeah. enough. Guys, I'm going to throw a spanner in the works. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. So John's Gospel. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> he talks about, obviously... It's, it's broken up very differently. So in John's Gospel, it goes, Jesus washes the feet, and then it goes to Jesus predicts his betrayal. So it talks about fulfilling the scripture, who he's mm. going to share bread with. Um, and then he says, one of you is going to betray me. The disciples stared at one another at a loss to know which one, he, which one of them he meant. One of them, the disciple whom Jesus loved, was reclining next to him. <laughs> Simon Peter mentioned to this disciple and said, ask him which one he means. Leaning back against Jesus, he asked, Lord, who is it? And Jesus said, It's the one who I give this piece of bread when I've dipped it in the dish. Then dipping the piece of bread, he gave it to Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot. As soon as Judas took the bread, Satan entered him, and Jesus told him, What you're about to do, do quickly. But no one at the meal understood why Jesus said this to him. Since Judas had charge of the money, some thought Jesus was telling him to buy what was needed for the festival or to give something to the poor. Had taken the bread, he went, and it was night. Wait, that's so mad. So Jesus made him do it. But then also, Luke didn't write about it. He didn't know what was going on. Yeah. I just had this image of John. Because <laughs> it says he resigns back and... Reclining back. Reclines back. Against Jesus. Against Jesus. <laughs> so he must have had his head on his arm like, Jesus! I just had this image of him doing that. And I just like, completely lost all composure. I'm pretty sure they'd have been sat on like benches or stools, wouldn't they? So not very good for reclining. <laughs> not that I'm a furniture. It, makes, uh, it always makes me laugh. Sorry. Though, it was one of them, the disciple whom Jesus loved. I know, it cracks like, me up. That always makes me laugh. Favourite Savage. Like, John clearly has a bit of a complex. That's really interesting, though. It's like almost a completely different take on it again, isn't it? Mm. And then it goes, so that then just ends with Jesus predicting Peter's denial. Then it goes on to Jesus comforting his disciples. 
Then Jesus doing more comforting, but Jesus talking to Thomas and Philip. Then Jesus promises them the Holy Spirit. Then it goes on about being the vine and the branches and the work of the Holy Spirit. Then Jesus prays to himself. Then he prays for his disciples. So there's almost like very different. This Luke and the swords is not mentioned really anywhere else. Right, there's difficult times ahead. Pour in your coat and get a sword. What was written in scripture, he was lumped in with the criminals, gets its final meaning in me. Everything written about me has now come into a conclusion. They said, look, master, two swords. And then to me, it's almost like he's saying, so he says, enough of that, no more sword talk. It's like he's going, I'm not talking about real swords. Mm. Mm. It's like, there's hard times ahead and you'll need to fight, but I'm not talking about real swords. Maybe. That's yeah, that's my sense. thinking on there, but... Because, yeah, mine it says... What verse is the source? I can't find it. 30. 30, right at the end, 38. And 36 to 38. Because then mind Jesus says, um, take some money and get a sword. And the disciples say, we've already got two swords. And he's like, you don't understand. So, yeah, it must be that he's saying, not real swords. Idiots, you don't get it. Does he mean the, is it the curtain in the temple that gets, oh, kind of half? it's torn isn't it or it could be the nails because if they got two already sword in this size yeah what do they mean by swords thing is then that's does it mean an army is he saying about take up arms (laughs) but but there are difficult times ahead and they've got to do it without his help yeah does he mean like take up arms for what the devil's going to throw at you yeah and like but he knows they can't do anything about it. He knows it's going to happen. But I think he's talking beyond that as oh, well. Yeah, I think, you're I think right. he's talking think about he's... this is the last time I'm going to be with you. This is the last time I'll be able to encourage you like this. Yeah. After that, you're going to have to fight for the rest of your lives for your me, freedom. For, yeah. Blessed are the persecuted. So I'm just reading it because I'm really trying to get. So if we think we place ourselves in that time, they would have had swords for protection. Mm hmm. That would have been something very normal for them to have, and um, because remember they would have been like they would have been like robbers and assassins and people on the road, so they would have carried swords for protection. So Jesus is saying that somebody's going to betray, so that he's talking about something like an enemy almost approaching. So I, I wonder if it a little bit of them is like, well, we've got swords, we're protected, we're safe. And Lucy, what did you say your line was, or you either you or John had a really like an almost like a weird line. Right at the end? Yeah. Mine says, the disciples told him, Lord, we already have two swords. You still don't understand, Jesus responded. And mine says, and they said, look, Lord, here are two swords. And he said to them, it is enough. Yeah. sword talk. So I was kind of thinking, so obviously they're thinking of it in terms of like physical strength to protect them against this betrayal or whatever this thing is Jesus is talking about. And then Jesus is like, enough, like, no more about that. Is he talking to more about how no longer will they physical swords be able to protect them? They need they're gonna need like the sword of the spirit to protect them against, you know, persecution for being Christian, for beliefs, for attacks on them. It's almost it's literal and metaphorical at the same time. Mm-hmm. Is what I kind of how I kind of think of it. Mm. But they would have carried them around for protection. And Gallup would and, the disciples have though, would Jesus yeah, condone that? Yeah, yeah, Galileans would have carried swords with them. And it was Peter's sword, because Peter used it to cut the ear off of one of the soldiers. But the fact that he's saying, you don't understand, I mean, they're saying about getting more swords or all that. 
and then he's like, you don't understand or like mine. He says, when they're like, oh, we've got two swords. And he's like, that's enough. It's almost like he's not condoning like carrying stuff. Physical fighting. No, physical. I think it's. I think he's saying that's not enough. Like we're physical swords are not going to protect you now. Like you think that the strength comes from these swords, but your strength's going to come from the Holy Spirit. Your strength oh, is going to yeah, come from within me. Yeah, he's he's almost hinting at the next step. In yeah, the, he's yeah. saying your your protection. So kind of carrying on from what you were sort of saying. Like, of the, yeah. Yeah, you know, what you're about to come a, come to head with. You know, I'm not. Yeah, this is the last time I'm going to encourage you face to face. I will be with you. Yeah. Which will be your weapon. Yeah. And then the yeah, you know, then the whole thing about the righteousness, yeah, you know, the uh, chest plate and all that. Breastplate of righteousness. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is a sense that he's Jesus is saying you've you you always rely on physical swords and physical things for strength and for mm. protection, but you're from this moment onwards, I will be the source of strength. I will be the source of protection. Mm. Is that's kind of how, yeah, because Galileans would have himself, and I don't think Jesus would have carried one because he was, and I I don't think Jesus would have been against them carrying them because that was a, the sign of the times. Yeah, the taser. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> so going back to thirty-four, then verse thirty-four, and this thing about the rooster and Peter denying mm-hmm. Jesus, because then I guess. This part of the story is resolved in verse 54, so later on than we've read today. But I just think that must be so, like, on one hand, crushing for Peter to hear Jesus say that you're you're going to deny mm-hmm. me three times, and Peter denies it, and Jesus is like, no, you're going to deny me three times. Mm. And then, so on one hand, crushing, and then on the other hand, it's almost like it must have given him resolve to not deny him as well. He's yeah. like... Mm-hmm. you don't know what I'm going to do yeah. I, I can mm. like when someone says you can't do something so you're determined to prove them wrong yeah, yeah but then in the back of your head you're like oh, trust me I, I won't like even yeah but you're like but it'll be really hard because if Jesus yeah. is saying it he must be like mm, hang on am mm. I really going to do this yeah would you think he complete, almost like completely forgot what Jesus says in the sense of like I wonder that too sometimes because it's almost like in the scheme of things yeah, that it's like, <laughs> like yeah, it's like sometimes something happens to you, and it's not till later you kind of process it. Yeah, I can't really think yeah. of an example, but you process it, and you're like, "Oh, hang on, hmm. I did just deny him three times," and you're yeah. like, "Oh, but I didn't realize that was the That's time he that he was." Yeah. yeah, I thought they were just but, yeah. And I guess if you think about it, there's no way that at this moment he, they thought Jesus was about to be tried, trialed, accused, yeah. executed brutally mm. I mean there's no nice the there's no non-brutal then... way to execute but then and then that they would then be fleeing for their own safety yeah. as well yeah so they couldn't have predicted that so in that moment you wouldn't be thinking straightly would you so I think you're right Joe that he I don't think he it was ever conscious it'd be kind of gutting though if like you were Jesus and he's like you're gonna deny me I'd be like oh yeah I'd feel really heartbroken mm. Well, it's like if I said to you, Beth, and go, you, you're going to betray me tomorrow. Mm. Just in like passing conversation, which this was really, because like, it doesn't have yeah. any context to to what we're, we were just doing. It was just literally... Yeah, Peter's probably like, okay, random. Uh, yeah, like, all right, mate. Yeah, go straight to the yeah, chase. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, it would be soul destroying mm. in one aspect. But then there is a part of me again that just thinks maybe in the heat of the moment, it probably didn't come across like that anyway. In the sense that he probably was sitting there thinking, oh, okay, thanks for that, Jesus. <laughs> maybe it's like when someone does that thing to scare you, they're like, you owe me a tenner. And you're yeah. like, what? Yeah. No, I don't. Yeah, and like two weeks later, it's like... Yeah, you're like, forget all about it, but... Yeah, that mixture of, like, fear and... Yeah. And also, like, yeah, like, you're checking yourself, and also, like, what? Yeah. It's just, it's a very interesting um, thing, isn't it? The thing that Peter had almost had this to carry, and maybe he took it on board, but like you say, he didn't know what was coming. So maybe he thought, oh, all right, maybe, you know, maybe the Romans asked me something and I'm like, mm, don't know, don't know about Jesus or something. He didn't know it would be in that particular moment when... Mm. Maybe thought it would be like a more dramatic moment when it came yeah. or something. Yeah. Or... It's quite definitive though. Like Peter says, doesn't he? He's like, I'm ready, I'm ready to go with you to prison and death. Mm. Like he's... A, and um, I don't think Peter's lying in this moment. No. I think he thought that, but I don't... It's like you say, oh yeah, I will die for you, but... When it comes, when to, it comes it. to it, it's different. It's the it? human thing, isn't it? Yeah. I think it shows that, it, like you say, in that moment, he his heart was all for Jesus. Mm. So that, you know, then when that moment passes and it comes off. When you're face to face with fear and potentially yeah. death for yourself, mm. he doesn't think that what he's. Him saying, no, I don't know him, he doesn't realise that that's going to have such big ramifications. Mm-hmm. And he's, yeah, like you said, just the human thing. Yeah. Mm. But even imagining how it must have felt those few days later when that happens yeah the guilt that guilt when he he might have like a moment of realisation like oh that's what he meant (laughs) but like what would I have done in that moment Mm -hmm. which I guess would be the takeaway from it Mm. which we'll get to I'm thinking about like how is Jesus saying this is he saying it blase because he's numb to it is he saying this with pain and anguish is he Mm. is there a hint of like, how is Jesus saying this? Because these are these these are the men that have followed him for three almost three years, who have given up everything, and they did all give up their lives. They gave up their livelihood and things for him. And even though Jesus knows this is part of God's plan, I'm not going to sing the Drake song. Um, <laughs> no, please do. <laughs> it's that it's still got to hurt, isn't it? Mm. Judas is just hand, you know going to hand him over for, for some silver coins. Peter's going to deny even knowing him. It's got to cut all deep, your, man. All the, <laughs> all the ones who are close to you just completely pushing you aside. And that's harsh, isn't it? It's not just being like, yeah, I know him, but I don't know where he is. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> that's like another level. It's really sad. It is sad. Yeah. But we can't say anything because we would probably do the same. Well, this is, that's the thing, isn't it? Like just that human mind, you you do almost turn to yourself. Oh, you're threatened for your life. Jesus, on the other hand, yeah, even though he did weep and was scared about what was to come, which we're going to get to in the latter episode, but there was a point where he was like, I've got to do this for you. We, us, we would be taking it very, you know, differently. Very differently. <laughs> differently. Is <laughs> it? I don't know who Lee is, Who's but the Lee? different. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Lee. Welcome in. Hi. It's like the archers, like <laughs> they close the door. Isn't it? Um, yeah. There's like two different levels of betrayal there, because it's like mm. Judas is flat out. Yeah. I'm gonna help you murder him. 
and then there's Peter's like sort of rabbit in the headlights. Yeah. I don't know what you mean. Naive. You're talking about. And right. that's his own sort of almost selfish fear for mm. himself. But you can't blame him. I was thinking about um, how interesting it is that Peter, he's like quick and he denies it. He's like, no, Jesus, I will go to, you know, to prison or to death for this. Whereas Judas is like, me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. And, and he, I don't know what you're talking about. And in John's one, he <laughs> just, Jesus says to him, I know what you need to do, go do it quickly. And he goes, you know, there is n- no denial from Judas. Yeah. You know, his heart's already been kind of darkened, hasn't it? Both different trails, aren't they? Mm, yeah. I think the difference would probably be that Judas's was taken over by the devil, wasn't he? Yeah, it's the so Satan had, entered him. Yeah, yeah, Satan entered him. When Peter's one just sounds like a very innocent kind of threat. Bit scared. Heart. Bit scared. Panic, as Lucy Panicky, said. Yeah, like Lucy yeah. said. So they're very, very different. Almost showing, showing almost like two sides of life, almost, isn't it? But, he does mention Satan, though, in verse 31. Oh, really? I don't know what yours says. Mine is cryptic. Peter, my dear friend, listen to what I'm about to tell you. Satan has obtained permission to come and sift you all like wheat and test your faith. Mm. I've got that. He's not saying that Satan has entered him. No. Satan is testing. He's in the situation and he is testing them. Which Mm. is like our lives today. And Peter's faith was little. Mm. Gosh. But, yeah, I guess that would be the difference in that Satan had entered Judas. Yeah, that would say Judas almost had no chance. Yeah, he had no control. I think this almost shows like where we're at in our own lives and our own journeys is that actually the evil one does come along and try to batter us, almost dishearten us, and sometimes gets in the way and wins mm-hmm. those little battles. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, you know, we we can be strong here if our faith is stronger. We can fight it off, but in that moment. Like Peter, Dad, you know, his faith was weak in that moment. Um, blimey. Blimey. Wow. So, what do you take away from this thing, guys? So much. Wow. Yeah. There's a lot to if take If someone away. invites you out to eat bread and wine in the evening, it's probably not going to be a good day the next day. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe avoid. <laughs> you know, next time we uh, we do it here, I'm going to just get some bread just and some barbina out. <laughs> Non-alcoholic wine. Yeah, get the slur out. <laughs> Red grape slur. Yes. Add. They're going to sponsor this. Hopefully. Hashtag spawn. <laughs> Sponsor. <laughs> um. So what did you take I, away? I don't want to be all like holy holly, but holy like holy. <laughs> um for me, I this is um a really powerful um image of me of that the depth of sin. Jesus will. St- still forgive and love me mm. you know you can be Jesus's best friend and walked with him for three years and he will still allow you to turn him in he will still allow you to take him to the cross because of the love that he has for humanity and the purpose and I know that while I don't intentionally go to sin that the things of my heart that are not good it shows me that Jesus you know when I come to him and I say I'm sorry that he will have a heart to forgive because he mm. forgave the things of the heart that were closest to him. Yeah, I think there's like a bit of him saying, not that it's okay, but mm. he understands. Yeah, he's mm. human, he gets it. Mm. I think we do we almost send him to the cross sometimes, don't we? In our own sinning. Yeah, I like that line. I just think there's a, it's really, my heart's almost like quite sad 
thinking about it because obviously, you know, we're not perfect people. You know, no one's perfect. So I look back at who I was and what I've done and stuff, and it's like, mm. I, yeah, I just think that we we all send him to the cross ourselves, and this is almost him going. You know, even though you will deny me or you will almost you will send me to the cross, I still forgive you and like you say, Beth, and still love you, which is mind boggling. Yeah. Lucy, Joe? I think it's just nice to read it again with fresh eyes to an extent. And um, I think just see the humanness in the disciples and their behaviour and the fact they, you know, they bicker about such silly little things. And, you know, Jesus is leaving these little cryptic clues. And at least in Luke's telling of the story, they're not sort of picking up on it to any great extent and they're mm. just thinking about themselves and I, I mean that's not something that we should be aiming for but it is a bit reassuring to think you know even the people cho- Jesus chose to surround himself with were um, so sort of clueless and mm. selfish to an extent it gives me a bit of hope that he might have chosen me too back in the day Yeah. back in the day Back in John's day. <laughs> Back at the table. Back at the table. At the OG table. The OG table. In the OG upper room. Um, yeah. So here's a mic drop moment, to be fair. That's good. Lucy. <laughs> 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 Lucy, your, your turn. I don't think I have anything new to add to what you said. I think a lot of these verses, encouragement of faith comes out a lot, doesn't it? And that... Mm trust in just trusting in Jesus is enough mm. and we don't need to understand everything but if you trust then you don't need all your swords is that what you're saying no I like that that's so true because we do have t- to put a lot of our strength in God and sometimes we rely on physical things we think that we're mm. going to be protected by toilet roll <laughs> yeah yeah. And by people and cars and humans and medicine and while mm. yes those things are there and I believe that they are God gifted on this earth to protect us from certain things, ultimately our strength and protection comes from mm. God and I I think that's a really nice way to see it. Mm. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Um, as you can tell it's sounded a little bit different. Uh, but uh, we just really appreciate you tuning in and um don't forget to Give us a like and to subscribe to us on Spotify or Apple Podcast or Podbean and join with us as we continue to journey through this Easter story um, and beyond. But thank you very much for listening and we just hope and pray that you're well, that we're just lifting you up at this present moment and um, just pray that as we're in this period of isolation that you just look after yourself, stay safe and that you just look after those around you in, in these, these difficult times. We just lift you up right now. Keep for listening to At The Table.